0: Of all the weapons in the vast Soviet arsenal, nothing was more profitable than Avtomat Kalashnikova model of 1947, more commonly known as the AK-47 or Kalushnikov. It's the world's most popular assault rifle, a weapon all fighters love. An elegantly simple nine-pound amalgamation of forged steel and plywood, it doesn't break, jam, or overheat. It will shoot whether it's covered in mud or filled with sand. It's so easy, even a child can use it, and they do. The Soviets put the gun on a coin. Mozambique put it on their flag. Since the end of the Cold War, the Kalashnikov has become the Russian people's greatest export. After that comes vodka, caviar, and suicidal novelists. One thing's for sure, no one was lining up to buy their cars. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
1: Hello. And thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. I'm glad you said
2: something. I wasn't quite sure if you wanted me to respond there or not.
1: No, I don't know. I, so. I the last about five or six weeks. You've actually been just jumping in with the greater good before I even oh. get to and thank you. So the pause was actually I was waiting for the interruption. Honestly. Oh,
2: really? Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you you've Pavlov dogged me <laughs> to 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 I've you know trained you well. Yeah, I was waiting for the the bing, the ding or something. This the is up, this uh,
0: good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it came at uh, such left field, and and honestly, Andrew, I'm not. I mean, no, we we perfect. just we did pre-show, and we've been chatting for like 15 minutes. Did are you got the right microphone selected? <laughs> Shaking his <it> head, no. <laughs> <It's like> this,
0: <laughs> that greater good
1: sounded like it came from the bathroom. That's why I was confused. That's awesome. All right, well, while he's fixing his microphone, um, yes. uh, <laughs> this is episode 251. And we still haven't figured it out. Uh, when we won't, it's fine. It's legacy podcasting. This is, uh, yeah. t- tonight we're talking about Lord of War.
2: The, I like
1: how you say that. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, the 2006 uh, Nicolas Cage joint, Lord of War. 2005, sorry, 2005.
2: Yep. Back <laughs> when he was still considered joint. a... A-list guy. Yeah, there's, there's Andrew. Brown. Sorry, this is my
3: Beavis and Butthead impersonation. No, that's fine.
2: Eh, right. It was terrible.
1: Right. Uh, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, cocaine with gunpowder, Jemison. Hell yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> bang, I, bang. I, is that what they called it? Bang, bang? I couldn't remember what he called it.
2: I don't remember. I don't You uh, should know. I just watched it. Um, <laughs> it's... Yeah. I was just just thinking how bad that would be for your body. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Just all saltpeter and yeah. Yeah. There's a reason
1: why he went on a like like a two hour he probably doesn't remember it kind of a thing. You know, soccer and then the hooker and then the whatever. And Sam, (laughs) oh no, Mr. Bilbo Vector.
2: Oh no. Sean, yes. after watching this movie, okay. I have I have come to a conclusion. Yes, please. That killing you with an AK forty seven would just be common. Okay, I need I need something different. Sure. I need something unique. Like the gun, something, the gun from something Rambo. Like Rambo's gun, yeah, from uh, <laughs> Rambo
1: One. Nice. Uh, no, I, I I'm with you. I gotta find out <laughs> what that weapon is. I want to know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know what it is. I mean we don't we wanna inquiring minds wanna know, right? Absolutely. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever gun he has. This is episode two hundred and fifty one, like I've said, and oh my goodness. Um This was Lord of War. Lord of War. And so I threw this on here because well, I wanted to, and I have fond memories of this movie for some reason. I, I really um, enjoyed this movie and thought it was really great, and 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 now at this viewing, I'm not so sure. Really? Yeah. So um, okay. Yeah, Andrew. Hopefully, I've stalled enough for you to 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 get the page up. Um, well, you kind of—it's kind of me... like
3: uh, fond memories of a lobotomy.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, it's just an M60. The machine gun is just an M60. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. This one's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. An arms dealer confronts his morality. uh, Excuse me, the morality of his work as he is being chased by an Interpol agent. That's all it says. Thanks, IMDb. You're the best. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more nuanced than that. I think it was. I don't think the whole movie is him getting chased. I think his, the the yeah. movie is basically, uh, you know, check out this douche and what he does and how bad it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah,
3: this this right? uh, synopsis makes it sound like that it's like some an action account. movie where he's getting he's running yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah.
1: "Catch Me If You Can." It's not no. the rundown. No. It's it's a it's a film noir kind of look at gun running. Um yeah. kind of I wouldn't say making it kind of sexy, but it does a little bit.
2: Um But but it certainly shows you the
1: Yeah, it shows you the, 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 the what
2: happens on the other end of the gun, basically.
1: Yeah. And Rough. Yeah, it is rough business. This movie is way more depressing than I remember.
3: Do you think that there really are like stuck you know, I don't know if that that's true. I don't know if that's complete fiction, but when they are in this warehouse just with piles and piles of guns that they supposedly leave overseas because it's more expensive to to leave them I mean to bring them back than it is to buy new ones
1: yes because yeah. yeah I I say that because um I read in the trivia for this and I did a little you know you know 20 minutes of googling research before the show uh, actually anticipating um that question from Sam honestly um uh, but I always try to anticipate Sam's uh, probing questions about the <laughs> movie. Um, but yes, in fact, the, I in, like to probe. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a you're a curious guy in all kinds of ways. And <laughs> in the in that shot of the warehouse with the with the forty thousand whatever, those were all real.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, because they couldn't. Um, it was cheap. it was cheaper to have real than it was to do fake. Do fake. To, yeah. to do prop <laughs> weapons. So st- Freaking yeah. crazy,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, and, and you know, and, and you guys know I'm not a, I'm not an anti-gun guy. Um, but for God's sake, uh, seeing the harm it can do in in Africa and some of those places, that it was just, yeah, it's just yeah. immoral. Just yeah. immoral. Yeah. When let's... you know where those guns are going, it's immoral. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to. I guess I should say this kind of up front at the beginning of this episode. Um, our personal views on gun laws are notwithstanding. Uh, we're going to talk about the movie and how it affected us, um, as because that's what we do for the show. Yeah. So if if you take that away as us being either pro or anti gun, it's not our intention. No. Um, and if that makes us lose listeners, um, I'm sorry, I know that that's one of those topics that's really um, uh, hot right hot now. But, yeah. It's hot button right now. Now maybe if someone's listening to this show two years from now, if they just, just discovered us, they're probably thinking, oh my gosh, that issue's been solved for a year and a half. Then great. But um, Yeah.
3: I, you, you know, one thing about this movie that I do appreciate is it gets you thinking. It It, it puts this moral issue in your lap, so to speak. I mean, you have to, you, you have to think about this when you're watching this movie, yeah. especially in the world that we're in today. Mm-hmm. And I like movies that, I mean, not that I like this movie per se, but I like movies that make you think about a real world situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. So I am, I fully admit this. The three of us are, are fathers. And the last yeah. time I watched this movie I wasn't. Yeah. So Yeah, and it makes a different now, doesn't it? It, it same really yeah, I it, thought I, I was gonna bring up that same idea. It really does. And it uh it, my and my worldview has changed since the last time I saw this movie. And I used to watch this as a piece of, you know, entertainment, which it still is. It's a piece of entertainment. I mean it's um but Nicholas Cage's character is based off a real dude. The directors yep. and writers spent time with actual gun runners. How do you find those people? I don't. I don't know. But I guess you can do a YouTube search or a, a Yahoo search for anything. YouTube search. Yeah. YouTube was YouTube a thing in 05? <laughs> I guess it might have been. I don't know.
2: Uh, maybe the beginning of a YouTube. Yeah. Maybe.
1: But Yahoo was a thing in oh five, um, but. I mean, I guess if you if you have enough money as a director and you start asking enough people, you'll you'll get in touch with the right kinds of people or whatever. But I mean that's a real thing and you hear about that kind of stuff ancillary, you know, through other things, you know, you know, like all the all the men that were armed during what was the other movie we watched, the thirteen hours of the Benghazi movie. Yeah. And all those men were probably armed through a through a, a guy like Nicolas Cage's character.
2: So yeah, um, there's also another movie. I cannot remember the name, but it has Jonah Hill in it. And um, oh, yeah, it's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, it's a very similar to about, this about know. gun running. And, and for a second, I was like, I wonder if they're basing this off the same character. But apparently it, it, they are not.
3: Mm.
2: I so know. it just goes to show there's I mean, it's, it's out there. Absolutely. It's twenty-one Jump Streets. What you're thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super bad. Super yeah. bad. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Yeah, super bad. It, Actually, good. I think it's called War Dogs. War Dogs. War, Thank that, that's, that's you, it. War Dogs. Yeah. But it's this. It's in the same vein as this movie in terms of look at what these kids are doing. They're making easy money, taking advantage of killing, you know people killing people. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's the same. It's you know, and and he he even mentions it in this movie about you know do you you know fight against the the cigarette salesman, right? Hmm. Do you complain about some of these folks that are selling some of these other things that are dangerous? And um, you know, I don't know if I ever told you guys, I actually went for a, a interview with Philip Morris.
0: Really, my
2: very first interview out of college was with Philip Morris to be a cigarette salesman. Really. Hmm and i took it knowing i wouldn't take the you know i was i wasn't going to get the job i just wanted the experience oh
1: you took the interview okay yeah
2: yeah yeah and um well they know, actually, back in the, back in
3: the they 70s have, that was a <laughs> decent job <laughs>
2: yeah. and and they actually asked me during the interview what do you think about the idea that cigarettes kill people or that cigarettes are bad for consumers yeah and i said what and basically you know being in the interview i said well you know what people do on their own dime is their own um, you know, it's it's their own choice. I'm not there making the choice for them. Yeah. Which, of course, I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I wouldn't live with myself knowing, yeah. you know, I'm selling something that actively kills people. Yeah. So So Philip Morris would like to sponsor this podcast, please <laughs> <Yeah>. email cheapseatreviews <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, bring it on, Winston. I mean, have... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't talk about... Um, We're North Carolina boys, people. Come on. We,
1: we are. I mean, I lived uh, a an, half an hour away from Tobaccoville, and uh, <laughs> Andrew is about 45 minutes away from Tobaccoville right now.
3: No, less yeah. than that,
1: 25. 25 30 minutes?
3: Yeah. And
1: yep. I remember when I was doing, this is a fun segue, I was working um, stage crew for one of the many shows I worked for at the um, the Coliseum in Winston-Salem. And the low oh, was it ice ro- shows. No, it was uh, this show. Oh, this wasn't. I think it was. I think it was actually the bad boys of rock and roll. It was like I Hinder see. and like Seether oh and God. Uh, wow, yeah. and uh, <laughs> wow, Hopper Roach and Fuel. Um, yeah, yeah, he's considered a bad boy of rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of that, like that, okay. not quite metal, but like that hard alternative stuff. I mean, you know. Seven oh eight is when this was, so yeah. yeah. And um, so the the, the crew manager for them, you know, he's like, "Oh man, I'm running out of cigarettes." And I said, "Well, this is the place to buy them." He goes, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "If if you should you're gonna buy them, you should buy them in bulk here." Where's your next stop? He's like, "Well, we're going north." I'm like, "Yeah, buy them in bulk Yeah. Here. <laughs> and he says, "He says why?" And I said, What's, "What kind of brand do you smoke?" And he says, "Well, I, I buy I smoke such and such." And I said. Well, those are owned by Salem, right? And he goes, "Yeah." I said, "You're in Winston Salem," <laughs> and he's like, he, "He like he doesn't he doesn't get it yet." And I said, "Yeah." The brand is named f- the city, like I'm saying, like that's yeah. why the city <laughs> is called that. It's for the brand, like that's why the brand is called that. It's because of the city. And he goes, "Oh," I said, "They're made here. They're made like." 20 minutes outside of this doorstep. I said send one of your guys out to go. So he literally calls up one of the PAs and gives like everybody dumped this guy like I mean he walked out of there with a $1000 cash and came <laughs> back with like a wheelbarrow of cigarettes but they wouldn't have needed to buy smokes again for the rest of the tour. Yeah. Um because down here at the time our tax was like it was like 5 bucks for like a pack or 4 bucks for a
2: pack. Well, and, and we were still trying to to promote that industry because it was basically what was running the central part of the state.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, this is before 08 or right before 08, so the world hadn't broke yet. Yeah. And Yeah. And so we didn't it, You're right, it was still a big industry. Now, the yeah. the industry had changed enough that um, I actually filmed um I worked for Winston brand. As a um, as a videographer, I was I was a uh, I was a grip, not a sound guy, but I was a grip for a promotional video for one of the new products that they had just come out with, and they had taken one of their old tobacco warehouses and turned it into a movie studio. Interesting. So, like, they built a gas station front like counter and with with yeah. stuff, so that when they're sending these videos of their new products to gas stations, they they can relate. Um, and the video we were oh. shooting for was the new product. It was called snus. It's like, you know what dip is, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the idea of dip, but you don't have to spit. What's Ew. Like, so like, it's like in a little baggie that you stick in your mouth, like in your lip or whatever, and you get the nicotine sensation, but it's got all these other different chemicals in it. So you could swallow normally and it would, <laughs> it wouldn't make you sick. That's so weird. I know it's a strange segue. I'm oh, sorry, uh, but yeah. anyway, Lord of War, um, Nicholas Cage,
0: <laughs>
1: Jared Le- Jared Leto uh, is in this. Bridget Moynihan, which we mentioned last week, uh, Ethan Hawke. I forgot Ethan Hawke was in this. Honestly, yeah. Um, he's the he's the he's the goody two shoes um, Interpol agent who who is out for this guy. Um. And honestly, some of my favorite parts are actually their interactions. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, him him kind of outsmarting Cage, kind of outsmarting him. Uh, like that stuff, I actually kind of liked that stuff more. I know that the movie didn't want to... Focus all of it yeah. itself on that? Yeah. So, the, the one thing that kind of annoyed me throughout the whole movie, and I didn't notice it until this viewing is you remember when we had our big, long three-and-a-half-hour episode about uh, Batman versus Superman, and mm-hmm. one of the biggest complaints that Sam and I both had was that we never stay in one place very long? Mm-hmm. Like, this movie reminded me of that. Like, this movie, it feels like it's... we get We get this... We get, like, 30 vignettes, and then we get one eight-minute scene. Uh-huh. And then we get a bunch of little yeah. vignettes... Like it was like, or montage is a better word. Literally, this movie. Oh, I haven't played that in a long time. Um, oh yeah,
2: and there was plenty of them in this one. I haven't played that in so long.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if it literally this movie feels like it's like seven montages with like seven scenes in between the
2: montages for two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of had to do that, right? I yeah. mean, they they did their best by focusing on. Um, Liberia, right? Yeah. And and the crazy guy there. But in, in reality, he was selling all over the place. Yeah. So, and for a second there, you know, it had been a while since I've seen this movie.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, I forgot that he was faking being rich um, with his wife until he actually got rich, mm-hmm. which is generally not what happens. But um, I totally forgot that that he started making even more money when the Cold War ended. And um, it was, I thought that was going to be a hopping man for a second in terms of a, a theme in the movie. Cause they, they didn't focus on it for such a time until they, until he, you know, started kissing the TV. Right. And uh, right. Gorbachev.
1: Yeah. And not just Gorbachev. So. It looked like he was trying to kiss that mark on Gorbachev. Which the, was the, yeah. The, that birthmark. Little birthmark. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's weird. it's weird. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah, um, um, but yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. The movie does that a lot of that. And it's, um, I mean, the movie never stays really with one thing for very long. Even, like even the, the 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 Liberia guy, like he he's there for a while and then he's not, and then he's back and then he's gone, and then sometimes it's it's the the movie's about his relationship with his wife and then it's not, and then it's it, it just the movie jumps back and forth so much, but again I think it, like the movie's supposed to like it almost makes it feel like a documentary in that mm-hmm. way because we're hopping all over the place. And plus what they're, and this does have a monologue. This has a, you know, him, him, he is, uh, Cage is, is talking to the camera. I mean, he looks at the camera in the opening scene and talks to it. Mm-hmm. So, I um, mean, yeah. the movie kind of gives it a, kind of that documentary feel to it. Um, a little bit, obviously. So, yeah, it, I, I, I enjoyed it this time, but I don't, Honestly, I think I'm good. I don't think I ever want to watch this movie <laughs> again. I don't. I just, you know, like I'm. I'm good now. I yeah. think it's I a amazing. hard. It
2: is a hard movie to watch. And I, I was trying to think of how to describe it, right? And how how to how to really kind of dig into what it is. And you know, we've all seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is the same idea. You know, here's this guy who does some pretty illegal, crazy things, and gets uber rich, and basically escapes. Penalties,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And why is it that we can watch Wolf of Wall Street, where this movie is—it's we don't want to. Does that make sense? Yeah. What do you think it is? I think that Wolf of Wall Street
3: is—I mean, they're both—they're both crimes. Yeah. Right. They're both bad things, but for some reason, Wolf of Wall Street—I feel like. It, and I know this sounds terrible, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people want to live a life kind of like that. Yeah. And, and yeah. in the case of this movie, I don't want to sell guns to people to kill other people. You know what no. I mean? I know that in Wolf of Wall Street, there's really bad things that happen,
2: and <laughs> I'm not condoning that lifestyle. But well, you don't, to, time, say, you don't want to. You uh, don't want to do midget darts. It's not no. even.
1: But it's not even the lifestyle. I mean, like they were literally. Taking money from people whose whose this was their last money, yeah. I yeah. mean, he might not have been killing people with you know, he might not have been selling a thing that's going to kill people, but he was putting people in such desperate situations that maybe they killed themselves. Like we don't know, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. He, his conscience is the same thing. Hey, just because they they gave me all their money in this penny share that will never turn an investment on them, that's not my fault. Mm. You know, like he, he, yep. he absolves it. And Sam, that was actually a really um, clever movie to compare this to because I hadn't thought of that. And, yeah. And now I like this movie even less <laughs> because, because you right? know my opinion of Wolf of Wall Street. I did not like that movie. I thought it was brilliant yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved I it. Too. And um, honestly, but... I now want to see, um, Freaking this movie with, um, uh, shoot, what's his name? I'll never like Jonah Jack. No, not Jonah Hill, the other guy, DiCaprio. I want to see Caprio in the Nicolas Cage role.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There There were a couple times in this movie, too, where I thought Nick Cage was not quite living up to any kind, anytime he's dealing with romantic. (laughs) <laughs> intentions or trying to look longingly—it just—I think he doesn't do that very well. It, I, I don't think he—I don't think he connects with humans very well.
1: All I can think of is anytime he's making out with either Bridget Monaghan or one of the hookers or the waitress or whatever is like, he must reek of cigarettes, gunpowder, <laughs> and scotch. <laughs> like that's all I think he smells like. Yeah. He
2: just—I uh, just can't see it being a pleasant experience for uh, <laughs> for others. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, like the right? shower, like the shower scene. Like they both were kind of naked, and yeah, I I feel bad for 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 Tom Brady's baby mama there a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, I've whatever. told you
3: guys before, I'm not a fan of Nick Cage, and yeah, his movies. Some of them, I like the movie, be, usually because of other actors that are almost really in, good in, in spite of him. Yeah, it, yeah, um, yeah. And and there's been a few that I think he's done okay in. You know, I've enjoyed the movie, in spite of him, like you said. But uh, there's just something about his acting I, I just don't buy. I just <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever watched anything from him that I've really connected with him as a character. I feel like he is a bad stage actor, yeah. and. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sure there's people out there that love Nick Cage. But I don't know. It's not my cup of tea at all. And having said that, this movie, I and (laughs) you've you've mentioned Ethan Hawke was probably one of the better characters in the movie and actors in the movie, but I honestly did not like anybody in this
0: movie.
2: (laughs) Really?
3: Yeah. Uh, I just... And maybe I have such a bad bias against Nick Cage that it just ruined the whole thing for me. I don't know.
2: I, I think just can't I can't watch him act. It, it just shows the caliber of actor that, like Leonardo DiCaprio, is. That it's pretty much the same character that yeah. he does in Wolf, that that uh, Nick does in this, and to be able to connect with that character in Wolf and actually feel kind of bad for him at times. You know, it's, it's just something there's, it's, it's Nick Cage just doesn't have it. And it literally, the only movie that I think that Nick Cage was, was excellent in was, um, Raising Arizona, which in itself is amazing, but that was one of his early movies, like really early movies. And then, you know, as much as I love the rock and have a blast watching it, he really is not the best in that in terms of his character and being a human and making relatable choices. (laughs) Being a human. I don't buy him as a human. I just don't. Right? I just, he's so strange. I just, I have a hard time. I, I think. Like you guys say, you know, seeing him kiss Bridget Moynihan, I'm like, hmm, really? that (laughs) That doesn't happen. Who did he pay off to make that work? I,
1: in the movies that I like with him, I didn't. I didn't mean for this, and I know Andrew didn't either. Mean for this to be a, a six minute bash of, of Nicholas Cage, but no, I did. Or, or maybe he did. But <laughs> <laughs> the movies that I like him in are the movies where he gets to be weird. You yeah. know, like yeah. he's he's actually pretty good in Eight Millimeter, which is a weird movie and dark mm-hmm. and sinister, and he's weird, and he can kind of. T- I, I think Nicholas
2: Cage is probably just a weird dude. Maybe
1: and, so. I mean, you know... Wasn't
2: like, he... Didn't he, like, have, he bought dinosaur skulls? He's got he's got all these weird little hobbies that he does. Well, not anymore. He can't afford that stuff now. Yeah. Uh, like, he had a voodoo something in Louisiana. I mean, yeah, some weird stuff.
1: Yeah, he's a weird bird. And so, like, movies like 8mm, I thought he's pretty good in. Um, I think he's pretty good in... That dumb Disney movie, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, because he's a he's playing a fish out of water kind of a thing, and so mm-hmm.
3: it, it works a little I, bit. Yeah, I did kind of like him in that. Yeah,
1: yeah, but again, it's it's not a Nicholas Cage vehicle. It's Jay Baruchel as the lead. Just Nicholas Cage oh, yeah. is just the, the is the heavy actor. I mean, you know, uh, Alfred Molina has has better presence than Nicolas Cage does in that movie uh, as, yeah. the, as the villain. Well,
2: and, and ki- in Kick-Ass, I know you don't like Kick-Ass, but I I enjoyed it, and his character in there is also unhinged.
1: Yeah, industry. he's insane. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And again, he he can play that. Um. So, I mean, he has... There's a reason why we have him, and there's a reason why he makes movies, but there's also a reason why the last five, six, seven years, not just because he's broke, but... He's making terrible films is because I think Hollywood's kind of figured out he he's not bankable anymore. I mean, his yep. last blockbuster. Let me go
3: look real quick. I mean, but I honestly it's think probably like, a one of the National Treasure movies, that's, right? That's exactly what I would say would be National say. Treasure. And to be quite honest, he wasn't all that great in those, as far as no acting chops.
1: No, again, that that's another movie where the the movie kind of. You know, the concept
3: like, is better than the
1: yeah the movie delivery. like, like yep. everything else in the movie is better than than him like <laughs> like they it, here's, that's here's, horrible here's the best way to describe it ooh crap I just screwed up with my microphone this is the best way to describe it Sam and and for okay. anyone that that likes sports this this analogy in my opinion works great he is the mediocre quarterback
2: on a team that's really good. Right, so, so like, he's he's the Tim Tebow of um, Denver Broncos. Well,
1: okay, that's a, that's a strange one, but you're from Florida, so I get why you would say Tim Tebow. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that team won a playoff game with Tim Tebow completing six passes. Um, yeah. So, but yes, I was going to use the like the 2000 Ravens reference where Trent Dilfer was your quarterback. I mean. <laughs> You know, like there's there's been yeah. a half a dozen other examples where the rest... Heck, even the the 20, what, 15 Broncos with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. He was done. Yeah. But the team around him was so great. That's Nicholas Cage. That's actually the best example because Peyton Manning is this star from a couple of years ago. Nicholas Cage is that too, right? Like he's this star yeah. Yeah. from yep. Raising Arizona and... Um, what was the one that he got the Oscar nom for? Was it Raising or was What's
2: it the it? other one? Um, raising, I believe it was the Oscar. He was also in...
1: Oh, crap. What's that? Leave Not Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, crap. crap. Well, I'm on his page. I should just look at I up.
2: think Leaving Las Vegas he got some accolades for, but...
1: Um, raising Arizona?
2: Fast raising was Arizona was just funny. But he's playing a weird character in there, too.
1: Yeah. Honey, honeymoon in Vegas? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um leaving Las Vegas. That's what it was. Leaving Las Vegas.
3: Yeah. You um, know, I think something that he and correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't done a lot of comedy.
1: Uh comedy. Well, I mean he's kind of funny in the rock.
3: Right? Not a that's Not a comedy. comedy. Movie. You're right, I'm, not I'm a talking comedy. Genre.
1: The the closest thing, honestly, as I'm scrolling through, would be him voicing the dad in the crudes movie. The Which, Yeah, and I
2: don't I don't count the the oh. cartoons is as
1: well. And here's the funny thing. His voice acting is not bad.
2: No, it's not. I well, actually I mean, enjoy he, the crude. I enjoyed him in Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's something there.
3: Um, I feel like that he would be great in comedies and we just
2: don't,
1: but he just doesn't he see him. He,
2: he hasn't gotten the right vehicle yet. Basically. Yeah.
1: I mean like again he's he's Sorcerer's Apprentice is like kind of like fantasy comedy. I mean it's it's got some humor to it. kick Kickass has a little bit of humor. But again, Astro yeah. Boy, which was a voiceover, he was fine in. Um G Force, he was Speckles. I guess one of the, the gophers or whatever that stupid thing was. Oof. Um I don't know if they were gophers. What was it? They were like gophers. Groundhog? Well, it has to be G, right? So there were groundhogs.
0: I think uh, so. Guinea no. pigs. That's what it they're was, guinea like, pigs,
1: especially trained of <laughs> <squatted> guinea pigs. <laughs> i was pigs. trying to think. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Good lord! I can't believe that was the thing. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, and he was in Grindhouse as a character playing Fu Manchu. That's nice. funny. That's funny. But you know, you're not you're not wrong, Andrew. He doesn't. He hasn't really done he did a Christmas carol he was the voice of Marley in a random generic version of a Christmas carol Kate Winslet was Simon Callow I don't know who that is with Scrooge I don't know who it's you are oh yes I do I know who you are
3: he's a judge on American Idol
1: that's what I was gonna say. What the only thing I recognize him from is he was one of the owners of the um, theater in the, the 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 live version of Phantom of the Opera. Anyway, whatever. Huh. So, the point is, is that this movie that stars Nicolas Cage is it's not awful because of no. him.
2: Um, I think that it could have been. Do you think? Do you honestly think it's awful because of the subject material?
1: It's not an awful movie. I shouldn't say it's awful. It's not a. It's not a bad movie. It's not. I just don't want to watch it again. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a bad movie. It, it's it's actually a good movie. I think it's well directed. I think everyone else and Andrew said you didn't like anyone else in it, but not um, really. But everyone else, I mean, like Jared Leto's character is the you know. Obviously, once he gets all messed up, I mean, he's just the brother just trying to help his bro- his, his big brother. Uh, so mm-hmm. I I can sympathize with him. Um, Bridget Monaghan, who at first is just this kind of ditzy hot girl who marries him, and on the day of their wedding is even like, I know you have secrets, but I don't care because I love you for whatever reason. <coughs> and then later on, those secrets now matter, and she's going to leave you because of them. Um, just kind of rotten. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. They were pretty you know, big secrets. No, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. It's just that. Um, and, and and maybe in like she her justification was like, well, he won't tell me what it is because maybe it's kind of gray. But I think maybe because of the moral implication of what
2: he was doing. Well, was it it had to do with the guns because her parents had were gunned down. Yeah. So that's that's what ended up being the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of what she cared about. Mm-hmm. So you know, at that point, I wonder if even if it was drugs, she might have been like, eh, you know, people make choices. Yeah, I don't know. So
1: anyway, um, but no, I still don't think that this is a, a bad film. I don't. I mm-hmm. just like I said, I think it's it's well directed. Honestly, that intro wasn't this
2: his first time, by the way. Who? It's the first time director
1: and Andrew Niccoli, Nicole, Nic- I guess so. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Let's.
2: I think out. that's what I read. Yeah, I thought I read director.
1: It. He's directed the no. So he did Gattaca before this, and then Simone. Or that's Simon, why I like one. it. I love Gattaca. Um, he did this. then he did in time. Um. Oh, in time is that thing where like you have when you're born you have a thing on your wrist and you. Yeah. You you live your life by the time on that. Um, oh yeah. The the and you can buy time, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, you could buy mm-hmm. it. And freaking what's his name? The singer from NSYNC, Justin Timberlake. He's trying to like break the system. Yeah. He did something called The Host in 2013. That's a based up a book, a Stephanie Meyer book. Um, he did Good Kill. Which stars looks like Ethan Hawke is in that? Yeah, Ethan Hawke, Bruce Greenwood.
2: It's amazing how January many directors Jones. have their favorite actors come and do it over and over and over again. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, Hollywood's very incestuous. You know? That's not anything new.
2: Tarantino has his crew.
0: Yeah,
2: you've got you've got your um, Jonah Hill crew. You know, you've got a lot of folks that just do. A lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Um, Robert De Niro, DiCaprio is all seems like is always with. Um, oh God, what's his name? DiCaprio.
1: Yeah. Well, he and um, uh, the Italian dude, they like each other. Uh, Scorsese. Yeah. They like each Scorsese, other. Scorsese. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, you know, you're not wrong. Uh, Hollywood's very incestuous. You know, Bruckheimer films for about six years had Nicolas Cage in them. Um, yeah.
2: Um Con Air, The Rock. Yeah. Uh, um, surprised he wasn't in any of the uh Transformer stuff. I'm actually
1: surprised too, honestly.
2: No. That
1: that he wasn't like a voiceover of one of the Autobots or something. hmm Um because I could totally see that. Uh but yeah, I mean you know, like you know, Tom Hanks and uh Robert Zemeckis films, they like to hang out together. Um So anyway, that's fine. Whatever. Do do yeah. your thing. Um. Yeah. Uh. Do your, do your thing. Do your, do your stuff. Uh. But yeah, he's, he did. I think as a director, he did fine in this. Uh, I love the making of the bullet intro scene. Oh dude, that, that was brilliant. That was so cool. That was, yeah. it was, I mean, it was brilliant to.
3: That was probably the best part of the movie.
1: It honestly could have been for right? me and it, <laughs> And it's 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 kind of clever and kind of witty. And then at the end, the bullet kills a small child. I mean, like that's the point, right? It's like to show you how awful this can be. Yeah, I did think
3: that that scene went a little long, but I still thought it was.
1: I've seen way worse long intros before. So yeah, yeah,
3: Um, yeah. All
1: right, you ready for some clips? I have some. Well, hey, do you want
3: do you want a factoid first?
1: Please, I love factoids.
3: Uh, so, in 2009, Cage earned $40 million. Over the years, he's owned a Malibu home, a country manor, a medieval castle, nice. Midford Castle, property <laughs> in the Bahamas, and a 40-acre island in the Exuma Arpelago, Archipelago. Excuse me. Uh, the IRS slammed him with a bill of $6.2 million, and he promptly sued his money manager for negligence and fraud. These days, the actor is living more modestly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, because when your movies when your movie list is um uh I mean in twenty nineteen he do is, you Do he, you really
3: need two castles? I mean is it one of them? Yes, else?
1: of course. In twenty eighteen he did in, in into the spider verse, okay, and they did yeah. something called Between Worlds Teen Titans Go to the Movies. He was Superman. Two Eleven, Looking Glass, Mandy, which I heard is actually really good as a I've horror I've heard player. that too. He did just those in just twenty eighteen. Twenty seventeen had one, two, three, four, five, six movies. Twenty sixteen had another five or six. I mean, he's just he just needs to do movies.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, to 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 just so I mean like like into the Spider Verse is a big name movie, but he probably had what. 20 lines in the whole movie? What'd you think? I haven't seen the movie, so I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, hey, he's, he's
1: got to know. He's got... But he probably made, what, a couple of hundred grand? You know mm.
2: what I'm saying? A hundred, hundred probably. grand? Probably, on that one, I would guess so. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't make a lot. You know, if the IRS is coming after him for millions of dollars, that's why he's just like, oh, you need you need me to be in your movie? Fine. You want me to be in your... Uh, vengeance, A Love Story as John? Fine. You want me to be the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage movie as Captain McVeigh? Um, that, I mean <laughs> here, oh my gosh, listen to this, who's who's of used to be good actors? Nicolas Cage, oh crap, I just did the wrong thing. Shit, hold on for a Close the porn. I did. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, I mean, I closed the wrong page. Not the, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Nicolas Cage, Tom Sizemore, Thomas Jane, James Remar. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, nice. like 12 years ago, that's an A-list cast right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, before Tom Sizemore went back into rehab for the third time, and I mean, Thomas Jane was coming off of the, the, the Punisher movie, and James is <laughs> doing his thing, like, that that would have been a. Now it's like, ooh, what, what is this movie? Oh, it's sitting at five point two on IMDb. It's Good rated. For it. It's rated R. During World War II, an American Navy ship is sunk by a Japanese submarine, leaving eight hundred and ninety crewmen stranded in shark-infested waters. Oh yeah, oh That's well, right, I've, I've actually heard of that actual. I've heard story. that story. Yeah. Wait, didn't didn't freaking that was the story that the uh drunk man on jaws told. Jaws set told. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. How
2: about that? Weird. All oh, comes full circle.
1: You ready for some clips now?
2: Let's I, I've been ready. I've just been waiting here anticipating. Okay.
1: Here's uh I actually captured this one originally as the intro, but then I liked the AKA or not the AKA the AK47 intro better. So this was the
0: original intro. There are over 550 million firearms in worldwide circulation. That's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet. The only question is, how do we arm the other 11?
1: <laughs> I want to make a joke about the NRA, but I'm not going to right now.
2: <laughs>
0: Don't kick them all or down
1: oh, or or whatever. Uh, I thought this this line made me laugh.
0: I never sold to Osama bin Laden, not on any moral grounds. Back then, he was always bouncing checks.
1: <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> like the idea that, I mean, we're we're only four years removed from 9-11, right? Osama bin Laden is still in the minds of everyone around. And though the movie takes place, that part takes place before 9-11, um, I just love the idea that he's like, I'm not going to sell to him because he sucks at banking. <laughs> I just, It's just kind of a funny <laughs> thing. Um you have uh, to you have to capture this. You know they call me the Lord of War. There you go. You have the, you have to say the thing. Um this is a minute and forty four minute, a minute forty four. So just hang in there. But I just I kinda like everything that happens in this. Um this happens there's another movie where this thing kinda happens. I don't remember what the movie is, but I just I just like what happens here.
0: I understand you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. This way, you can prepare yourself. Okay. Soon there's going to be a knock on that door, and you will be called outside. In the hall, there will be a man who outranks you. First, he'll compliment you on the fine job you've done, that you're making the world a safer place, that you're to receive a commendation and a promotion. And then he's going to tell you that I am to be released. You're going to protest. You'll probably threaten to resign. But in the end, I will be released. The reason I'll be released is the same reason you think I'll be convicted. I do rub shoulders with some of the most vile, sadistic men calling themselves leaders today. But some of those men are the enemies of your enemies. And while the biggest arms dealer in the world is your boss, the president of the United States, who ships more merchandise in a day than I do in a year, sometimes it's embarrassing to have his fingerprints on the guns. Sometimes he needs a freelancer like me to supply forces he can't be seen supply. So you call me evil, but unfortunately for you, I'm a necessary
2: evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost, you know, it almost harkens back to our uh, Sherlock Holmes with being able to kind of calculate what's coming up. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I saved
1: this last clip for last. It's, it's earlier in the movie. I saved it for last. It's another interaction between him and Ethan <sighs> Hawke. But... Uh, this is going to be, uh, once again, Sean explains audio. So <laughs> he- here we go with some bad overdub. The weapons and the aircraft both comply with the current Interpol trade standards and practices. We both- okay, so that's normal, right? That's recorded outside. They're at a, they're at a dock. Ethan Hawke responds with his dialogue. In the background, there's some kind of machine or crane or something that moves and makes a noise. And it, the audio must have been so bad that they couldn't use what was... Recorded on site, so they took him into the studio, and it gets real bad. Okay, here we go. Both know that
2: is an obscene, bureaucratic loophole that's going to be closed any goddamn day.
0: But it's not closed. And while certain people might interpret this cargo as suspicious, thank God we live in a world where suspicion alone does not constitute a crime, and where men like you respect the rule of law. Oh, it's so
1: bad. <laughs> can, you, can you tell it's, it's inside? It's just yeah. And of course, the acting well, is I'm, bad I'm too. Just,
2: I'm just thinking of the delivery of that line. And that um, yeah, yeah, that, that was worse than, than like the, the you, sound. That's the pretty rule bad.
1: Of law, you're not wrong. I could have I could have labeled this bad overdub slash acting.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean yeah. that's the weapon. Certain people might interpret this cargo suspicious. Like, like, we both know that the current Interpol trade.: outside stand, this cargo is suspicious. Inside. thank God we live in a world where suspicion alone does not constitute a crime. And where men like you respect the rule of law. That's, so, That's bad. so bad. There's, so there's less
3: cheese in all of Switzerland.
2: <laughs> that is just, holy oh, crap.
1: Yeah. See,
3: this is why I say he's a terrible actor. Oh, and I don't think Sam oh, and
1: I've, I have disagreed one bit. <laughs> no. Again, our, no. Our, our point was that there are movies that elevate him. <laughs> we're gonna talk well, in a few minutes about movies that he makes worse though so it's, <laughs> oh gosh
0: and now for some more bad news
1: ready uh there's not actually a lot of trivia on this movie for some
2: reason i was you know i was disappointed because i looked in there too trying to find out who uh who this was based on you know i i, I was interested to see if it was the same as the war dog guys you know yeah. things like that Man, there's nothing there.
1: Yeah, we've actually already talked about one of the things that I wrote down was the whole that the guns were real and that they talked real. The only other one that I wrote was um, Weston Cage Coppola, Nicholas Cage's son, is the young MI-24 Hind helicopter mechanic, Vladimir. So when he says, hey, um, Yuri speaks to the mechanic in Russian, son, get off there before you get hurt. That's That's his son. (laughs) <laughs> um, and
2: then, then he shows up again right
1: yeah I I... right before the scene that i just played where yeah. they're getting ready to get uh, inspected and he can't have a hind helicopter with ordnance all over it so they take the weapons off and that's why it's a, it's just a a normal helicopter and so the kid's able to use a wrench in a in about five minutes and remove weapons that i'm sure take that true sure weigh hundreds of pounds but the kid's handy with a socket wrench, so it's fine. <laughs> All
3: right, here we go. Excuse me while I whip this out.
1: Top three. So we we were we were struggling to come <laughs> up with a, something fun for this, and we've done Nicolas Cage movies before for either The Rock or there's another movie we did. Um, well, it wasn't the the most recent. Cage movie, we did that. Was we did something else, but yeah, so it's probably for The Rock. I just don't remember, and again, that's irrelevant. So, we decided to do bad Nicolas Cage movies, <laughs> movies where the movie's bad and he's bad and it's all bad. So, um, fortunately, there's enough that we probably won't have all of it have the same. I do, I do think that the three of us will have one movie that we're gonna share. Yeah, uh, and i i i think um, i think i'm right in that. So we'll see what happens. So Andrew,
3: well, I tried to to think outside the box a little bit on this, to be honest, because I didn't want us to overlap, because I figured we would on some, but we still may. Um, so the third one, number three here. Uh, first of all, I think all his movies are terrible, so this is really, <laughs> really irrelevant for me. But the third one, I'm going to say the Left Behind movie.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, which oh, I
3: have not seen those. Terrible. I seen it. Yeah. Um, number two, there's a movie called Outcast, and I saw part of this on Netflix, and then watched the other part of it later on. I think, and not only does it have Nicholas Cage in it, uh, <laughs> but it also has Hayden Christensen. And if you talk about two terrible actors being in one movie, it's like the cluster f of bad actors. And so, uh, it's, it's a, it's awful.
1: Yeah. A mysterious uh, warrior. it's whitewashing teams
3: up. another cultural movie.
1: Uh, a mysterious warrior teams up with the daughter and son of a deposed Chinese emperor to defeat their cruel brother who seeks their deaths.
3: Yeah. A mysterious, uh, Soldier
1: it's weird if you click on the IMDb page for it it says directors there's two, and it's both Nick Powell it's Nick Powell and Nick Powell so are they two different <laughs> people?
2: Maybe they're okay. twins and their parents were just lazy All right so that's Nick
1: Powell a so what does Nick Powell B look like It's different it's no, this, really? it's, it's, it's no it's i mean it's not it's, it's he doesn't have a picture there's no info that's weird.
3: Yeah. All right, whatever. And then number one, there's a movie called The Weatherman Mm -hmm. that I remember watching, I think, with my parents, and I fell asleep the first time I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just awful. But then again, I've never seen anything good that he's done, so I can't really say.
1: So the Nick, (laughs) Nick Powell A is a stunt work guy. Uh, He he has 119 credits for stunt work. Like, for example, he did stunts for Born Identity, Last Samurai, Push, The Three Musketeers, Uh, (sighs) X-Men Last Stand. (sighs) I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff. I mean, (sighs) he's all over that stuff. Um, As a director, he has Primal Outcast, and he's in post-production for something called Primal, uh, which also stars Nick Cage, Famke Jemsen, uh, I don't know these other people. bunch of other people that I don't recognize. A big game hunter for zoos who has booked passage on a Greek shipping freighter with a fresh haul of exotic and deadly animals from the Amazon, including a rare white jaguar. Well, this is a long summary. Anyway, primal. There you go. Get it. Get it today. So, okay, awesome. so I'm actually surprised that you didn't have any crossover there. Um, you, you did yeah. dig deep. You, uh, Sam.
2: All right, um, I've got my number, um, hold on. Uh, number 3 has got got Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> that movie sucks so much. It's so really That one is really actually bad. in a, a DVD two-pack with the one that we watched <laughs> today. Yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, I've got uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. at uh number two and to top it off next oh and we did that for the show that was right we us- did we did it for the yep. podcast right. yeah when i saw that i was like holy crap i remember that yeah he was bad in that yeah, yeah it was
1: not good again a movie that that we all, we actually all i think liked the movie for the most part like we liked the concept and the idea but there was just a lot of I mean, let's just be honest. There's no way Jessica Beale is sleeping with Nick Cage. Let's just be no. honest.
3: That's not I much. think had it been a different actor, that movie would have been great. How many times have we said that though about Nicholas Cage movies? <laughs> Everyone I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, as much as we all love The Rock, that his good speed character could be played by anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean ninety six, who was really popular in ninety six? Um Heck, you could have had you James had, Vanderbeek. Uh, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> I don't want him crying up there while he's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say? Harrison what? Ford? He might have been a little old for the role. He,
3: but... he would have been a little old, but not terribly
1: old. I, honestly, give me some Will Dude. Smith. Will Smith with Sean Connery.
3: Yeah, that would have been good.
1: I'd, I'd be yeah. all over that. Because he would have been a younger Will Smith. It'd have been before Bad Boys 2. I could see him as a nerd, as a scientist, whatever. He was a scientist, and I am legend. Oh, I like it. Let's do this. Let's go back and remake The Rock. All right, my three was so I'm changing out. No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to have because I had Bangkok Dangerous also, and that movie was <laughs> real bad. <laughs> um, I remember. So it, bad. I remember seeing the previews for it and thinking, "Ooh, a new Nicolas Cage thing, and it's action, and it's in China, and he's a hitman. It's oh. going to be like Leon the Professional, but in China." Good lord, that movie was bad. Uh, Um, my number three I originally had was Drive Angry, but I literally only watched like the first 20 minutes of it and couldn't watch anymore. Oh, wow. And I'm like, ooh, it's got Amanda Heard. She's hot. I like her. And it's got Nicolas Cage. He's okay. I I couldn't do it, it was so bad. So I'm actually switching to that with a movie called Snake Eyes. Um, where he's like a, he's like a dirty cop on an investigation for a, a thrown boxing match. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's also got, what's the guy's name? Um, Gary Sinise is in it also as a, he's also a, a dirty cop and it's, it's, it's not a good movie. I mean, he's, he's had some, it's got some moments to it and I might like to do it for the podcast just to make Andrew squirm a little bit, but it's, <laughs> oh. um, but my number one's also going to be Ghost Rider because that I didn't yeah. even I didn't even right. watch the second one, and I've seen everything Marvel has produced since the nineties, yep. and I I refuse to watch that.
2: Movie. And you know the scary thing is there are pictures of him in a Superman com- costume. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Doing, he was almost doing doing
2: Superman. I mean that I wow put up in wow. nightmarish. So
1: anyway, yeah, that's our top three, or bottom yeah. three, I guess you want to call it. Bottom oh. three. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. so, it works. Yeah, yeah, all right, here we go. Um, Wait,
0: what's supposed to happen?
1: Well, Daniel Radcliffe, if you wake yourself up, I'll tell you. This is the part yeah. of the show where uh, we give this a score from zero to ten. Um, yes. 10 oh, being, we're going to ten? Ten being really, really, really good, and one being... Uh, not not so much. You know, Rubber or something. I don't know. I mm. don't. I don't know what our our worst one is. Um, <sighs> it won't be this one, but uh, it's fine.
3: Andrew. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure. Unexpectedly, I'm going to give this a uh, a good uh, four.
2: Oh wow. Okay.
3: Yeah, just to four. I was thinking of some other numbers to go behind that but no
1: just just not even worth the effort
3: i like you said it's not something i want to watch ever again and uh nicholas cage makes it terrible for me
2: (laughs) okay Okay. yeah go ahead sam sorry i didn't all right okay um I I I enjoy this movie to for what it is. Um it does have some faults, but I think it's it's a decently made movie. Um I you know won't actively seek it out, but I think it's worth a recommendation. Um I'd I'd say a good uh 6.9 okay. out of 10. Yeah, I,
1: I yeah, I'm actually with you, Sam. Um I I don't dislike him as much in this as Andrew does, but um I don't think many do, and that's fine.
0: Um
1: <laughs> I well, I not I, everybody can be right. I'm just saying. No, yeah, you're you're not you're <laughs> you're also not wrong by that statement. Um I don't I don't dislike the movie. Um it, it makes me sad, this movie. Yeah. Um and uh but it's it's um it's a movie worth seeing. If you've not seen it, I recommend you see it. It's on Netflix. So if you have the yeah. Netflix, go watch it. It's two hours. It feels like two hours. But yeah, it uh, does. But, um it's it's worth the watch, I think. So go watch it. Um and with that, I'm gonna give it a uh a six point nine one. Uh-huh. I liked it a smidge better. <laughs> it's not like we're going for uh, The Price is Right and I Beat You by the Dollar and that's why I have won. <laughs> and the actual retail oh. price was $7. Yeah, I win. All right. So, anyway, that's it. That's our movie. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I am now, before I say what movie we're doing, I'm going to check on to make sure What's it's still there? Yeah, it's make still sure streaming. it's there. Peace. Yeah. Um it's getting to that time of the month where they change uh their stuff rapidly. So let me just do a little. This is great radio. No, it's still me it's still streaming. Great. So next week we are gonna do forty seven meters down. Oh, okay. Yes. It is uh hour and a half long, so it's not a long movie. Um yeah. it was tagged Tags such as, stop playing stuff. So, why is there a helicopter going around? No, it's actually water you're hearing. Stars oh. Mandy Moore and Claire Holt. Uh This movie is scary, suspenseful, with sharks and scuba tanks and two sisters. So, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this for some reason. It's been a while since we've watched a little suspenseful kind of movie. and Yeah. It looked kind of fun, so that's why it's on the list. If you want us, however, to do a movie,
2: just yeah, get get your act together and get us an email.
1: Yeah, I or, mean, come on, or really? Twitter message, Facebook message, it doesn't matter. I don't care, uh, but yeah, get it, let, us, let us let us give us, give us an idea. Now, we do have some programming notes coming up, so the month of June is gonna be weird for the show. Um, Sam is gone for some of it. I'm on the road for some of it. It's kind of weird, so. Um, just be patient with us for the month of June. That's all I can say. Yes.
3: And it's just, there's going to be a show, but it's just ASMR of me eating uh, crunchy things. Oh my
1: gosh. An ASMR episode of cheap seat reviews while you're watching a movie.
2: Holy crap, dude! I can't stand that stuff.
1: I can't either.
2: I, can't. Oh, I just it like creeps me out to no end. It's the, it's not good. I uh, just... will be opening uh,
3: peppermints loudly in the microphone <laughs> and eating
2: pretzels. Uh, uh, I'll I'll
1: eat uh, sour patch kids. Here's my wrapper. Open mouth
3: chewing. Here's my patch.
1: My bag of sour patch kids, and oh, it's awful! I know. It's I, just probably, awful. I probably just freaked out like half the listeners. I can't stand it. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. I mean, there are there are things that that whole that whole ASMR concept where like it it gives your brain the bubbles, like your head bubbles or whatever. You know, there mm-hmm. are sounds that that give me uh, I don't know an endorphin release. I don't know what you want to say. I don't I don't want to say it makes me happy, but there are sounds that make me happy. Urination. Um, no, that's that's a feeling <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> that's a, that's an event. Like. But, but, but I mean, but they're all very personal, you know, like yeah. listening to my son laugh, there's nothing like that. When he gets a belly laugh, it, there's, there's no greater sound in the world to me than watching my son belly laugh at something
2: or, 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 or when you, when I choke you and you make that gasping sound, <laughs> that's just, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Uh, is that, that for you? That's what it is for yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, ex- didn't expect... Usually by this part of the episode, you're, you're no longer threatening my life, but that's good. Cool. <laughs> Usually you're ready to get done with the episode. Uh, so next week we're doing 47 Meters. Um, yep. We do have in... Uh, but I mentioned at the beginning of, um, of June, we will have a special guest host on the show. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And also we'll be recording on D-Day. So we would be literally
2: actively recording on D Day, June sixth, and oh, I'm, I will be actively throwing firecrackers at Sean's window as we record the the, the show.
1: Yeah, that sounds fun.
2: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm bad at math. <laughs> How many? <laughs> what, what's the anniversary? Um. <sighs> 40 it's definitely more than 50. 45 to 15 would be 50. So it'd be 54 years. It'll be yeah. the 54th anniversary of D Day invasion.
2: Of uh, when we. Um, uh, you wait, know, wait, 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 wait. 45? 45 we, to 95. Oh, 95 is 50. So 60, 69, 64. 64 <laughs> 50, years. 50 is 95. 2005 would be Oh, 70? 60. Jesus. 70. It'd be 70-something. 70 70-something. 70 yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> We're brilliant
3: here. This could pass as a math podcast. Also.
0: This is great. Yeah, yeah.
3: Put that on our
2: tagline.
1: <laughs> oh, oh this is why
2: the, the, the podcast finances go through Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's real easy to add zero to
1: zero. And now learn to do math with Cheap Seat Reviews.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, crap. My day's wrong. It'll be the 75th anniversary. D-Day, I forgot. It's June 6, 1944. So if you were about to send a tweet correcting me, yeah, it's 1944. Yeah, the war, You know
2: what? Send the tweet anyway. The war ended
1: in
3: 1945. Uh, need Sean someone. needs it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> just need some
1: gratification. Just, <laughs> just confirmation that someone decides... Maybe we
3: should just start telling incorrect facts just so we can get some
2: people to correct <laughs> that us. That would so be great. There you emails. go. Oh, I like this idea. Uh, hey, it's not like I don't try all the time. Well, yeah, yeah you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> With your... Uh, uh, your actors being from really strange places, but maybe you need to make it stranger, Sam, you know, maybe. like, like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, because his name is DiCaprio. He's actually from a small Island near Turkey. <laughs> I don't know. Um, sure. Sure. Whatever. I don't know. Turkey was the first place that came up. Um, I haven't asked this question in a while besides game of Thrones, which I know that you guys are watching. What are you guys watching? Anything else? Cause I've, been watching the newsroom i know i'm late to that show but good mm-hmm. lord i freaking love that show
2: don't you miss aaron sorkin oh by the i way.
1: do i want more west wing and more newsroom i guess i can yeah. watch sports night i've never seen that either i've been yeah.
3: watching a lot of british stuff lately i uh, i'm watching the show right now on amazon prime called victoria Ooh. about queen victoria which yeah, i'm a history buff so i Really enjoying it. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it's a well done show. All right, hmm. you
2: Sam, anything besides um, the Game of Thrones? I started watching Black Summer on uh, Netflix. Racist. Which is which is <laughs> <laughs> the zombie thing? Oh um, neat. Fast fast zombies, and you know I kind of I go for that kind of stuff. I know. I've also been watching um, Justin Rhodes on YouTube, who is a North Carolina farmer uh, specializing in um, permaculture. So, Why? that's been my days. I've also been bored out of my mind. Yeah, and uh, you've been stuck watched, at home. You watched Kingdom of Heaven and Blade Runner, right? Of course, you did. I, you've had. I time. cannot like get under the bed where they are. Oh my lord! Without trying to break another foot, just so, ask your wife or one of your small children to climb under there. I, I'm scared of her. Your children? My my wife.
1: Well, ask your small children.
2: They can do. Yeah, it. no. Right. Fit in the tight spaces. All right, All right.
1: this show. No one's I think. Curious.
2: I think we were trying to close the show about thirty minutes ago.
1: Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Wait,
2: we derailed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what well. the what?
1: Yeah, I know. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, <laughs> mainly iTunes. Please, seriously, go do it right now. Right, right now. Visit our website. Actually, don't visit our website. Like, leave us a review, or I'm sorry, like us on Facebook, facebook.com cheapseat reviews. Follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. Uh, and you can send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. That's going to do it for the show. Um, I enjoyed the show. This was a good episode, I think. It fun. Um, yeah, this is fun. I'm looking forward to next week where it's a bun- uh, all my audio clips are going to be of girls underwater screaming. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Exactly. I'm sure that's exactly what it's going to sound like. Yeah. Um, so, in the meantime, uh, on behalf of Andrew and Sam, saying this is Sean saying thank you for listening, and we will see you uh, next week.